You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Episode 299. One more away. From good old 300. Next week. And it's our month end. It so is. It'll be, it'll be a Utah Adventure Week. It's uh, exciting what we're doing. Be a fun one. It's, uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, that uh, intro music is uh, by the band Folk Hogan. If you don't know who they are, you should go check out their stuff. We love those guys. And, um, you know, give them your condolences, too. Because uh, what's a... So it's it's Canyon's dad. Canyon's dad. Who's one of the members. And uh, Larry's his name, and they call him Larry the Legend. He's kind of a, was kind of an honorary band member. He went to everything. He supported them. That guy, he was awesome. We got to meet him. 100%. And they actually wrote a song for him. So it's on, I'm sure it's on a number of their albums. It's called Larry the Legend. You should, you should listen to it. It's a fun song. But yeah, unfortunately, he passed away uh, this last weekend. So very sad news. Sad to hear that. Um, don't know how he died, but, um, yeah, I didn't have details. I don't, they didn't really heart goes out to you, Canyon and really to the whole band. Cause I know you guys all knew him and, and loved him and it really sucks when someone that you're close with passes away like that. So, uh, Super Bowl happened. Super Bowl. Had a little, little get together at the house. Yeah, it was fun. The, so the halftime show was fun. That was, that was highlight of the game for me. It's funny, I've seen all of these people post that the, the kids, younger generation during the halftime, they're on their, on their phones, they have no idea what's going on, but all of the adult generations rocking out to it. I didn't realize this is the first halftime show that's been hip-hop, and hip-hop's been popular and like like super popular since, for the last 10 years well, but like since the mid 90s but hip hop has been around like in true form since the 80s and all of those artists i shouldn't say all of them some of them were not but most of the artists were uh uh big huge in the 90s and the early 2000s and they did a huge tribute to west coast rap with the the california love which was tupac shakur which is Death Row Records owns the rights to it, which is now Snoop Dogg's company. He, he owns Death Death Row. Yeah. Uh, which is why you saw the Death Row chain around his neck. 50 Cent was a surprise. I don't think anyone expected 50? him. 50 Cent. 50 Cent's kind of put on some weight. I think he's a dollar now. That's all right. He did the most. I uh, think he looked nice. He was hanging upside down. That is true. He was two cents for a little while. One or two when his necklace was over. Uh, the, the only one I didn't know was the... Kendrick Lamar, yeah, that, I, I do. Is he a newer? He's much newer. Yeah, okay. Kendrick Lamar is much newer artist and very popular amongst the younger crowd, the generation. When I say the younger generation, I'm talking like 30s, 30s. And then Eminem and Eminem and M was there. It's just Eminem. There's not a bunch of extra M's. He was good. It's not like Kim Lamar. He was good, and apparently when he kneeled at the end of his thing, people That's were, a whole thing. People went Everybody's stupid. trying to figure out what he was doing it for him, why he was doing it, and how awful it was. Does it matter? No. no. It's just part of the fucking performance. I think people just want to read into anything and everything. It's, probably, it's, why he, it's probably why he did it. Yeah. Because everybody could read whatever they wanted into it. He didn't make a statement about it. He hasn't made a statement about it. There has to it. be controversy. It can't just be a good fucking show. Yeah. By Mary a bunch J. of fucking Blige is looking a little 
That was awesome. She looked fine. She was great. <laughs> I what love is, Mary J. What, what are you judging? She's looking I up. want you to look that good when you are that old and stand in thigh-high boots and wear that hair and sing your songs, collapse on the ground, because I bet you can't do it now, COVID baby. She's looking a little old, as no. I'm saying. No. She's looking a little your age, motherfucker. She's Damn. Probably 10 years older than I am. No, though. she's not, sir. Mary J. Blige, we looked it up during the Super yeah, she's Bowl. 51. She's 50 or 51. She's not 10 years older than you, you old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she's the same distance from you that I am. I like how bird. we're talking about like the performance in drugs. Like, this guy was fat. This lady looked old. <laughs> I'm just saying. Call I, it like it like it was. I enjoyed it. I but enjoyed it. Was good. it. I enjoyed it. It it's was fun. Music I grew up with. I fucking loved it. And I think true to all the videos that I've seen, we interacted very similar to other parents. Yeah. Less dancing because we were all sitting and we're all fifty one. She's a whole five years older than Jeremy. Yeah, I know. He's an old fucker and he thinks that she's really old. I think she looks great for fifty one. I, I just think she looks great. Like yeah, I'm I, sorry, but she's like she looked amazing. And all those she had guys, a really cool costume on, and all those guys are that old. I think uh, I don't know how old Kendrick Lamar is. Yeah, I think he was probably the youngest. I haven't seen her since like the nineties. So, but Eminem's forty nine. Um, how old is Dr. Dre? Eminem's daughter is the same age now as he. Dre's fifty six. Holy oh, wow. shit! I didn't realize he was that. So much Dre older. was the oldest. Uh, he didn't look that old. Snoop's fifty. Mm-hmm. Um. We looked up most of their ages when they were performing. 50 Cent is 46, so he's one of the younger ones. And so he's our age. He's our age. Let's see how old Kendrick Lamar is. 34. Yeah, he's a lot younger. He's a youngin. So, but like, so they're all in their 50s, basically, or real close. They're they're midlife, and fuck, Dre looks really good for 56. I didn't realize he was that old. I agree. Hey, there's him and him on the sound in the background. On the background, the background sound. I think all of the Mary Jane has kept Snoop Dogg looking the same for the last, like, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, he smokes a lot of weed, that guy. Like, he hasn't aged, he hasn't changed in, like, 20 years. But he's a, he's, he's a fucking legend, man. That guy's amazing. And he yeah. does a lot for his community. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. A lot of people, th- these guys, these all guys all of those all guys, back. I think they're all, like, it was a good choice because none of them are. Well, Dr. Dre's done a lot for the that for hip hop in general, in I mean, general, he, he helped his, start. Yeah. You know, he was part of NWA and uh, like just well, the whole he thing. he helped Eminem get his start, didn't he? Yeah, he he's he's the the reason Eminem got. A I real think big that's break. why he was mixing for him. Yeah, well, I mean that's and that's really what Dre is the best at. Like Dre's got his own stuff, but Dre's been a producer on God knows how much stuff. So yeah, and none of that has anything to do with Utah, but it was fun. Um, that's what to do with our Utah party. The commercials. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. The, like, I think early on, I think it was John was like, how many commercials are we going to have about fucking cryptocurrency? Like three quarters. And it was like, them. yeah, over half of the fucking commercials were on cryptocurrency. They, I didn't think the commercials were very good this year. No, Nothing stood out as being. The best one was the, uh, I think it was Coinbase that did the, the, blinking, um, the blinking QR code. Oh, yeah, that just... The fucking, like, DVD bouncing QR code. Yeah. Which is great, because that actually hits multiple generations. Because, one, if you just remember, like, the DVR or the, the DVD doing that. But The Office. There There's a very famous episode of The Office where they have a scene where they're talking about 
when they are in like their their meetings and they're getting something played on a DVD player and it gets paused and it starts doing the bouncing thing, they all watch it hoping that it's maybe it's not the office maybe it was something else i think it was the office hoping it it crowd the it crowd that it hits the corner exactly yeah it never does and and it did on that and we were we all like cheered for it and then i think that's cheered i think that's when it actually went to coinbase and it was just like coinbase that to me was the only commercial that was a winner yeah, they just they just weren't that great but no fucking way was i scanning a qr code bouncing on my screen for a commercial no way in hell yeah. But still, anyway, so that was fun. Uh, and we went by Olio Saturday, uh, the neighborhood hive, the new location, which is not quite done. <laughs> they're they're getting there. They're they're shelving and shit is like what the holdup is at this point, and it's like on back order. Like it's well, like, so like I've got houses that are basically done. But the cabinets are 12 weeks out. And yeah, the countertops are like 18 Yeah, that's weeks all the out. stuff that they're waiting on. So they've got some temporary stuff in place right now, but um, that's the big thing that's holding them up from really Their opening. tables and stuff. Yeah, but they're still, I mean, they're still uh, manufacturing in there. Um, the Jed from the Bean Hole is doing his, his roasting in there now. So does um, it smell amazing when you walk in? Well, it, it didn't on Saturday because oh. they were doing their market. I don't think he was actively roasting anything. He was just selling. <clears throat> so they're still doing their but little like market inside. You can see inside. his equipment. They've got like big, huge windows that they can open and close. And he had like his doors and windows so you could see his roaster and all that stuff. So And it's going to be a really good space for like classes and stuff like that. I think they have uh, a good blueprint for what they want to do. So... Um, hopefully it'll open sometime in the next couple months. I'm excited. Well, then we should, we should do a follow-up interview. I mean, we will do a follow-up interview when it does open on look lo- on location. So I'm excited for that. We got to see your, is that a chair? Yeah, I got a chair. Got to see your chair. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> name on eventually that'll be in there. Yep. Put my ass on your name. On my chair. Fart on <laughs> it. I told him I wanted it. I told him I wanted it in my business name instead of my personal name. That's a good idea. So that's a good idea. They said that's fine. Um, yeah. So there's that. Julia got a car. She wasn't paying attention at all last week, like at all. And uh, it's because she was trying to figure out find cars. a car because she needed one, and now she has one. Yep. I even left early so I could go test drive one, and then <laughs> ended up being the one I grabbed. So it's good. So what did you a, get? I got a 2010 Jeep Liberty Sport. Weird. Bree still swears that that's not the same kind of car as Kathy. It's the same kind. It's not close to the same year, though, so it looks completely different as Ka- than Cassidy's. Mine's a very boxy Jeep. Yeah, hers is round. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got the boxy toastery-looking one. What year's Cass? It's like a 2005 or something. Oh, gotcha. It's got little, like, bubbles on the headlights. Yeah. Looks like the little, little eyeballs. Bubbly one. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know. It doesn't matter. you like the car? Yeah, I do. I like it a lot. Yeah, good It'll deal. Hold all my crap. Get a good deal on it. Yeah, pretty decent deal. And then I took it into Burt Brothers. They said there was nothing wrong with it, so I was just registering it. It was a bitch. It was like six hundred bucks at the DMV. I don't want to say anything about Burt Brothers. That's because you guys uh, marked how much you actually sold it for instead of what you should have sold it for, which was a dollar. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't say that uh, way to get around taxes on a sale of a private vehicle what like when i sold cassie her car yeah for a dollar 
But that was different because she had already actually bought the car. It was just she, in your yeah. Name. I, they, she just we just put it in my name when she did it, just because she was younger you, and it was just easier. But then she moved to Colorado and she's like, I gotta get my plates and the when, title's not in my name. When you do a private sale, especially if you're not doing a private sale with any kind of loan involved. You get to tell the state how much you sold the car for, is all I'm saying. You don't necessarily have to gotcha. pay all those sales taxes. So, for future reference... You don't pay sales tax for a private... Yeah, you do. I looked it up and said I didn't. The, the taxes that you paid to register the vehicle? Oh, to register the vehicle. That's I see. what you paid. Oh, that's You paid why that sales was so tax much. on the registration. Uh, so, like, next year when you register it, it's not going to cost hardly anything because it's Because he gave it car. to me blank and signed. I could have put whatever I want. Yeah, that's usually why oh. they do that. And that's usually why they do that? Because you could have put like a thousand dollars or a hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh. So just well, now just to know. Next time. Just to know. <laughs> oh, it was so dang much, and it was pretty much ten percent of what I paid. So. Yep. Sales taxes, no joke on cars. So even if Ew. they're used. Uh. Well, good. I'm glad you got a. Uh, glad you got a new car. Mm-hmm. And um. Dad you know. made me drive him here in it. <gasps> yeah, I haven't. Just kidding. Haven't been in it yet. So <laughs> anything. Uh, anything new going on that we don't know about yet? I don't think so. Well, I spent too much fucking time with you guys lately. I know we've been together so much the last couple of weeks because we've I done. Know. There's nothing. There's record. nothing we don't know about each other. Because we we I saw you th- four fucking times, times. last like four yes. out of seven days <laughs> since, since last Tuesday. So in in the last eight days, if we're going to count both Tuesdays, I've seen you five times. So not a whole lot new. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not. Damn, that's too much time. I've seen you more than I've seen my own kids in the last month. So I guess Julia said that the bees, uh, the bees are on. So I need to get go in and get my bees. Oh yeah, I saw. I saw like a. Don't fucking forget. It was like a Facebook thing or something from IFA. They were like, "Don't forget to order your bees in the next couple of weeks." Did you tell your mom that? Because Jeremy will be lazy and forget, but your mom will force it. No. You should tell your mom that way it happens. Okay. Or just put it on. Just send him a calendar invite. It's not that Jeremy doesn't want bees. It's just that Jeremy's a busy guy and forgetful. He's a busy bee. Because this is the second time he's told me the IFA's got their bees. So, so yeah, by telling people, I'll remember, hopefully. So, yeah. So, But if you tell your mom, she'll make sure it happens. So this I'll weekend. Text her right now. We can, uh, we can talk used... about the pending upcoming colonoscopy since uh, I'm the first one in the group that decided to do it since Jeremy wussed out and hasn't done his yet. I haven't thought about it. It's that's because you don't. How often do you go to the doctor? Once a year. Yeah. And your doctor didn't tell you to go. Now, last year we talked about the other exam for, for men, and oh, he, the prostate exam. Yeah, but he, it's similar. But he he was my doctor was saying we don't do it like we used to. We used to do it like pretty regularly, but now they don't do it like they used. They do to. it when you turn forty five, so, and then I don't know how often they do it after that. It but. depends on if you have a family history of yeah, prostate family history. cancer or colon cancer. Yeah. So do you have a family history? And he's like, do you have any symptoms? I'm like, no. And he's like, we don't do it. They don't like sticking their fingers up your butt. It's yeah. The colonoscopy though, you're supposed to do every so often. But they'll take a piece out of a girl's cervix like it's nothing. Oh yeah. You'll they'll just like, reach up there. You'll just think, feel a little pinch. You know, I let me I, just I, rip I, a piece of your hurts skin. Worse off. than period cramps. It hurts. I've heard some women say that they after. that it's it fun. was. That some of the pain was very comparable to giving birth. Like I don't, they don't numb you at all. They just no, no. because they, they. So this is this is the paradox of women's healthcare. They will tell you you'll just feel a little pinch, and when you ask about numbing, they say, "Well, there's no nerve endings." Well, how the fuck do I feel the pinch then? There are a lot of doctors who will say if I was honest about how much it would hurt, 
you wouldn't have done it. Or but they won't numb you. But, like a, but this is the thing, like. This is the thing. If you can't, if there's no nerve endings, how the fuck does a woman derive pleasure from having sex? And right? I understand that the clitoris is not the same thing as the cervix, but I also understand how many fucking nerve endings are also in the cervix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But apparently doc- doctors don't know that. Hey, no, Jeremy. You don't feel it pinpoint in that exact <laughs> spot, so but you feel a lot of so pain everywhere. Yeah. So let's talk about this in comparison. <laughs> and the comparison is uh, a man... Um, getting a what's it called you know yes that's not a comparison it is no no no. the comparison is if they did a biopsy of a piece of skin on the tip of your dick no no seriously that's what they're that's what they're liking it to when they're doing these comparisons a man gets pre-medication valium fucking uh they get they can choose to get local or they can choose to get put out and then they get sent home with a whole bunch of medication. Oh, a woman goes in. I mean, yeah, it doesn't hurt when they're done, but it hurts so bad while they're doing n- it. Nothing. They don't give you anything. The little, the little alligator jaws to open you up too. That made me bleed too. Yeah, because it tears. <laughs> It'll tear you. It's painful to be a woman, and men don't care. I didn't say mine didn't was literally care. a girl doing it. And yeah, she, but she it's she men that tore. developed the yeah the concept yeah. and how to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they should warm you up first before they put the duck lips in, at least. Oh no, they put everything cold. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, no, warm and you this up. thing's massive. Oh. Ha ha ha. <laughs> that, would probably, that would probably make it, it probably so much easier. But that's what painful. you want to do while you're in the doctor's office and you before you walk in. Hey, hey, you know. Back in the day, they used to do that as a treatment for lots they of did. stuff. They did. Yep. I've got, for the doctor would go in I and got, do it. I got fucking massagers <laughs> in my shed. The, yep. She's just exactly crazy because she hasn't had any dick. Is yeah. that, that what they were saying? No. Basically, that's she funny. She doesn't have to have dick. She just needs a little bit of pleasure. No, it was for <laughs> female hysteria is what yep. they called it. And the, yeah, so they would, they would, they would prescribe. Like being in heat. They would, <laughs> the doctor would literally finger yep. the lady. All right. To arousal. No, not all right. That's not disgusting. literally okay, but just like it's acknowledging. fucked up. That's, that's Mid-1800s through the early 1900s. All right, this has been Woman's Suffrage Podcast. <laughs> this, it's fucked. I, it's really messed up. Because women's health care is, first of all, it's all secondary to men. So like, oh, this worked on the dudes. Let's just give it to the women. And that doesn't work that way. So like car seatbelts are all designed using men. If there were more doctors that were you guys, then that would be better. Well, there are a lot, but the problem is, is they also make it harder to get into schools and to complete schools as, as a woman. Because is it harder or are you guys just not smart enough? Yeah, it's just <laughs> not smart enough, clearly. By we, the way. Because this, we keep marrying and the, dating men. We're disclaimer. clearly not smart enough. Disclaimer. I'm not actually a piece of <laughs> shit, shit misogynist. <laughs> Right. He just likes seeing Bree's face when he says that. I just that. love making <laughs> these jokes because they're it's it's you got to joke about it because it's so fucked up that it really happens. But the problem is 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 it, it something's got to be done and nothing is being done and and there's so many movements right now because everybody's becoming so aware and the trouble is. The movements that, are for the wrong things, though. Well, it's not like just people that. standing outside like Planned Parenthood, and but people become very numb to it. They can't. That's why they don't give you painkillers. Especially if ha, it, ha. especially if it doesn't, doesn't directly affect you. And so I, I give Chris crap about this all the time because, like, he and your dad, they're a prime example of nothing affects them. They're not a person of color. They're not a woman. They're not indigenous. They're white men in America. Yeah. 
there's there's nothing as far as like discrimination goes yeah there's not yeah. really much to yeah they're they're like the healthcare is all designed for them it's designed to help them get old when when uh what's it called the penis uh get hard medication what's it called viagra, viagra. when viagra <laughs> honestly i like the penis get hard medication when more. when funny. viagra is approved medicinally on your your through your insurance and birth control is not who does it say that the healthcare system is set up for yeah that's pretty fucked honestly because yeah. it is the doctors won't even help fix a woman's libido because they'll have none when they're on birth oh, control they'll just tell them that they should take viagra i kid you not yeah they prescribe men's viagra to women because oh it's the same stuff and it'll do the same thing totally. so yeah it's there's there's some suffering going on and and I I'm grateful to two people in this room that are you know not not part of the problem but it's hard to understand when when you've just never been Look, in the chair well, yeah, getting there's, blamed, there's right? nothing that puts I try you in to that be position. part of the solution I offer to do examinations of Brie all For the her. time <laughs> and hey, and do say, them nicely Brian found Sadies. my breast tumor. And I got that removed, and he found it. So see, that's men what can help. How often are help. you like? No, they tell but you he's to do notice it, if something's in, off. Yeah, but you're in the shower, me. and they're like, "Don't forget to do your breast exam." Yeah, I'm in the shower. I'm yeah, no, no, Brighton will do that for me. I, you know, I like to examine things on women. Hey, Chris, what on do you call women? a boomerang that doesn't come back? A rock, a stick. Oh, same <laughs> difference. <laughs> same difference. <laughs> There, I have a I have a thing that's hanging up at work that says, if you love someone, let them go. If they come back, they're a boomerang. You're dating a boomerang. Yep. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, so we uh, had a little bit of a scheduling change this week, and uh, instead of a traditional guest, we're going to interview Julia. Woo! Julia Gulia is... Uh, I haven't heard that one a bunch of times. Well, I mean, you can thank Adam Sandler for that. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. Um, I don't even think he likes that show. What? Do you like that show? Which one? That one's Billy Madison, right? No. No. That's 50 First Dates, or is that Wedding Singer? No. Wedding Singer. I like Wedding Singer. Is it Wedding Singer? Yeah. It is. He said 50 First Dates when I said no. That's also a really good show of his that I like, and I love Punch. 50 First Dates is a really good show. Punch Truck Love is really good. I I need a new show. I just finished mine, so... Yeah, little Nikki was stupid as that shit. That was not good. Uh, Big Daddy was really good. That That's a okay. really touching show. Like, it, it's for a while there, he was pumping out good stuff, right? Happy Gilmore was great. Um, Billy Madison was okay. It was a little bit on the stupid side for me, to be honest with you. Um, I find but, that hard to believe when you like Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite's awesome. Shut your mouth. It's the best movie ever made. It really is up there. It's in my top five. Hands down. It's probably it's the best thing I've close. ever drawn. So have you seen his newer stuff? Who? Adam Sandler. So he did that murder. So so he's got to deal with Netflix, which is why yeah. he's doing all this new that stuff. That murder to mystery one is pretty good. That it, one's yeah, funny. that looked good. Um, but like he went through this phase like where basically ever, every other movie was shit. And the movies that he did with all his friends, most of them turned into garbage. And like Grown then, Ups, then Grown he Ups did, 2. No, Grown Ups was good. I thought Grown Ups was good, but again, he didn't produce Grown Ups. Oh. Someone else did that movie, and it was just him and a bunch of those guys. But it wasn't his friends, so it wasn't... Um, Kevin James. Kevin James. No. Same actors you see in every single one. Yeah, not Kevin James. It's all the weird guys. Uh, I can't think of their names right now. Like the guy that always plays the crazy guy. With the like, weird eyes. It's Steve like Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, no, but, but he's not. not. Yeah, the other guy. 
But so anyway, and then he did like the fucking epitome of like his shitville time was when he did Jack and Jill. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was horrible. Like those, those were not good shows. But yeah, I hear the stuff he's done on Netflix has been pretty decent but, so and far. And the the Halloween one he did, Hubie Halloween, that one's pretty funny. I believe it's Hubby Halloween. Hubie is how you no, say it. No, because they call him Puby. Oh. Hubie Puby. I didn't watch I it. I haven't seen that. It, it, Here's the thing. If Adam Sandler shows up on the movie and it's not something Bree's already seen because Spanglish was good, 51st Dates, The Wedding Singer, Bree's like, no, nah, I'm not into it. So I don't really like stupid humor. Like, I deal with stupidity all day in my life and if... <laughs> and. And it just annoys me. Like, I'm just like, nobody is like that. And if you're like that, get, like, get away from me. Um, I went through like a small window of time where I could put up with it. And so I can semi like those shows, but I can't watch them again. Gotcha. So at the same time, he produced a bunch of garbage too, like Paul Blart. Cop, mall cop, mall cop. That was so bad. That he was a little that. flip phone. That was under. That was under Sandler. He, uh, uh, Happy Madison did that. Yeah, but but they let Kevin James write it, and it was so bad. And then they made the part two, which was even, there were like three of them. They were, I don't People know. liked them. They were so bad. However, here comes the boom. Was good. Where Kevin James is the teacher, and he does MMA because even if you lose, you get paid. So he. Gets his butt kicked doing MMA to raise money for the school. That one was pretty good. Anyway, we've really gone off the track here. Yeah, I was going to say, there's there's a bunch more that I could start listening. <laughs> Joe Dirt was good. Uh, Joe Dirt. <laughs> uh, I don't think he did the original. He just did Joe Dirt. No, he did do the original. That's interesting. David Spade. Yeah, happy the Happy Gilmore Productions. Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo. That one was funny. Number two wasn't as good. But see, like, Grandma's Boy was really good. That was an Adam Sandler production, Happy Gilmore. I liked the Tourette's girl in Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> and so he takes her to the, the baseball game. And so she's just, she just has Tourette's, but she's just yelling and everybody starts cheering because they uh-huh. think she's yelling at the umpire, but she's actually just got Tourette's. <laughs> that part was funny. <laughs> well, we'll have to, the, we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on Adam Sandler, I guess. That was uh, an interesting... I don't even know how the fuck we got to Adam Sandler. Um, Julia Gulia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There That's we what go. took us down that road. That's right. <laughs> and I couldn't remember which movie it was from. Uh, but Julia... Ju- no, I'm going to call you Julia. Um, yeah, that's my that's name. name. I know. Um, she, she has a business. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I, I lost myself now. So we're interviewing Julia. Uh, she's... Uh, been on the show for a while. Um, Getting close to a year. Almost At a least year. one week. We asked her what month she was born, didn't we? Yeah, we did that. Oh, yeah. When she, she was first on, we gave her a basic interview, but this is specifically for her business. The Pleiadian altar. The Plebeian altar. <laughs> the Palladian. The Pleiadian. Pilates. Pleiadian. Pleiadian. So, so let's start with that. There's name. no way I'm spelling it correctly ever. Let's start with the name. How did you come up with it? And you didn't what? even spell altar right. It's fine. And what does it mean? It's true, right? <laughs> yeah, so I know it's a weird word, but I like it, so I'm just going with it. So spell it for everyone first. P L E I A D I A N. And it's alter A L T A R. Yeah. Like worship is. space, not alter alternate. Ego. <laughs> yeah, not alter ego. I know I spelled it. it all wrong. I get a lot of people writing it as paladin. Paladin Oops. altar. <laughs> 
Pleiadian. Pleiadian. So you didn't say it right either, Jeremy. No, I'm saying that's how people say it. Oh. Pleiadian. I was going to say, that owns half the company. It's called I think the, he knows how to say it's it. It's called the plebeian <laughs> altar. It's where you sacrifice the plebes. Plebes. Yeah. Good enough. Nah, so uh, it's named after Pleiades, which is a star in the Orion's Belt constellation, which we all just learned about the other day. Um, long story short, it's where uh, the souls of healers and light workers are believed to originate from. Part of Taurus, huh? Mm-hmm. Known as the Seven Sisters. I'm trying to see if there's a... Any relation to the five wives? <laughs> the Pleiades are the seven daughters of the Titan god Atlas. An ocean nymph Pleo- Pleone? Pleone? They have blue skin. I'm just trying to figure out if there's they like... They look like Megamind. Cool Greek mythology tie back. Because almost all the constellations yeah, have gotta be yeah, there a lot be. of Greek mythology tied to them. So you, you just chose that name because you like it? Is there a significance to it that... that Made you go this really fucking ridiculously hard word for that people. Nobody in will English be able to, to spell. Say, right. That's what I want to call the business. Right. Like, I, need to, I need to get like an easier like domain name to like route it to. Like PA. Yeah. yeah. Dot com. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's not going to be <laughs> cheap. So, but like seriously, like what what drove you to deciding this is what I'm going to name the business and it's going to say what I want it to say about what the business is. Yeah. So. Um, I guess my idea for the word itself came from just scrolling through TikTok, since, like, witchcraft and that kind of thing is very trendy and popular right now. You see lots of TikToks on it. Um, there's a bunch of people talking about star seeds. That just means your soul might have originated from another planet, is all that means. Um, and that's just one of the places where a star seed could be from. So you've heard of, like, lizard people, how all, like, the... The rich, influential people are lizard people. That is technically those are star seeds. Those are from the planet where the lizard people come from. It's it's hard, and I don't. The one on Star Trek. So you believe in the The lizard people? Is what I I I don't say. I would not say I do. (laughs) I I okay. The Cardassians are lizard people. They're on Star Trek. So I have so. Explain your business now to people. Yeah, so the Pleiadian Altar is an ethically sourced metaphysical shop. So we have crystals and spell jars and all kinds of fun little things, um, tarot cards. We occasionally sell the really inappropriate cards I read every episode. Um, and I've, I've got this uh, this goal to reduce the stigma around like the word witchcraft and around the practice in general, um, especially being in Utah, you definitely get a lot of looks sitting at my farmer's market stand. I'll get people who like drive their kids away not to look or who purposely try to walk away from the, uh, the tent and not make eye contact. Um, so just trying to reduce stigma so people understand it's not this scary thing. They're not people sitting there with like bubbling cauldrons throwing cat's hair and eyeballs and stuff into but that a would potion. be so much more fun right i mean you probably could if you really wanted to but that's not really what it's about 
Why are you all looking at me? We're all looking at you. It's your turn. Because you always ask the questions. And yeah. then right when she stopped talking, something really funny, I don't know what is playing on your phone, but I can We're all it. listening to Annie. Sounds like it's yeah. our not life for us. That was very oh, fitting. That's why. All of a sudden, like she's just right when she stopped and we all looked at you, then also all. I was like listening to the music too. It's Jay Z's ghetto anthem. It's awesome. I'm sure it is. It's the hard When did you start your business, Julia? I started in like June of last year. And I started it with a friend. And then the moment I filled out the paperwork, Right when I hit enter, she texted me saying that she didn't want to do it anymore, so dad got to be the other person on it, because <laughs> I'd already registered it for two people. I have honor. <laughs> That's okay. So That'll Jeremy's got you. two businesses. That'll bite you Technically, the he's the agent, yeah. I don't know. I assume Jeremy has more than one business license. He's probably got a million. A few, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? We, sh- I, we should register the podcast. You haven't? I just, well, I just kind of let it fall under my business. All the stuff that I do for oh, it, I like just doing business as? do as part of my business. But I, I feel like maybe we should, uh, maybe we you should could just, Or you could just register as a DBA of your business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I don't know. We should talk about still it. be able to look it up and stuff. That's not neither here nor there. I do have a recommendation for you. So tell everyone what your website is, because I think this is important. Thepleiadianalter.com. Okay. So I know that you like that name, but you what you should do is get uh, maybe a couple other URLs. Yep, we've that, talked about that. that hot dog uh, water. Yep. <laughs> that one's taken. Hot, do- hot dog dash water. That one's taken. Uh, if you want, I can redirect it to your site. <laughs> um, but there's like, uh, and and uh, I was going to buy this just because it's, it's available right now, and by the time this goes out, we should own it. Uh, metaph- metaphysicalfriends.com. For example, there you go. <laughs> that's a really good domain name mm-hmm. for what you're doing, and it's and most available. people can spell it, and it's it's a cheap domain. So the p p a dot com not available. Even if it was, probably be really fucking expensive. Probably <laughs> those yeah, so short, short, those short. Uh, yeah, you could do like metaphysical or, or alter. even tpa dash utah dot com or something. TPA dash Utah. Mm-hmm. But TPA is a medical thing. I think you'd run into probably people and come in there for. Let's find out. Strokes. It's crazy. Strokes. <laughs> it's crazy how hard also it is available. to come up with a name for a business and websites. And you don't really think about it. I needed a name where when people look it up, it's not going to bring up just other garbage. And just that's what I found. Register you look it up and hardly story. anything else comes up. Other stuff does come up. The only but... way that I found it because I didn't know how to spell it was to spell it completely wrong and use your name. Yeah. That'll work. <laughs> no, I use a ton of like Utah business, Utah metaphysical shop. I use all those different like hashtags and everything to try to bring them up. Um, uh, I probably spelt it wrong. If you even look up just in Utah metaphysical shops near me, it'll sometimes pop up. Well, there we go. Or it did when the coffee truck was up. When the coffee truck was up. Yeah, they Black sell candy. they sold my stuff at Black Candy Coffee for a oh, bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. So anyway, I. There's other suggestions that I have for you, but like th- that's a big one. Oh yeah, uh, no, that's definitely something I've been thinking about and needing to do. I just don't know how to do it off the top of my head. Uh, I can help you with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do dad. that after this. We don't yeah. have to talk about it on the episode. No, I think we should. I think we should. <laughs> it it is, harkens back to the roots of the show when you guys used to tell people how to fix their uh, Kickstarters. 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 Yeah, true. Yeah. True. I mean, the thing is, like a, a lot of people. 
you're you're really lucky because you have a dad that has been in business for himself for damn near as long as you've been alive. Yep. Like most of your life. And so you have a resource at your disposal that mostly knows how to run a business. He still does his own taxes, and I think he's absolutely insane. <laughs> your like, time is way more valuable. Wait, dude. I could hire someone to do my tax? Yep, you could Dad. do that. Yeah, don't all of our all of <laughs> so our friends tell you. use the same tax person because literally Chris and I walk in with our stuff and like ten you minutes just, later we just walk you out, just drop it off, and they do it for and you. And it definitely or, or costs no. it definitely costs money, but the hours it would take me to do my own cat taxes would actually cost me more money than paying someone. Also, like this year, where we will go in and we'll say, okay, we're married now, do it separate and do it together, which means they're going to do. Each of our taxes separate, they'll and then they'll do it together, out, like, and then they'll say, okay, which which one gets you the best deal, yeah. and then that's the ones they'll file, mm-hmm. which when you're doing your own, like you don't want to do it more than once to try and figure that stuff out. Plus, the other thing is, is your dad gets audited all the time. They sign their name. Chris doesn't get audited for his business because he has an accountant look at his stuff and sign it, mm-hmm. and then what's nice is if they ever do audit him, the, uh, the tax firm that we use steps up to the plate and they help the audit nice yeah so that is the one thing that i think your dad needs to learn how to do but otherwise he runs a really good (laughs) business like Like he's only what to do (laughs) he's a he's a really good business owner and Mm -hmm. it's something that it's something that unless you specifically take entrepreneurial classes in school which didn't used to exist they do a lot more now you don't you don't learn all that stuff yeah like even taking business classes in school they don't teach you how to actually get a business started. Mm-hmm. They don't teach you those things. Like some, you, you can take some, some business courses that will teach you like, you know, international business and stuff you should look out for and how you should make some decisions and you can learn business statistics and, and that will tell you a lot about, you know, market research and, and, you know, how to, uh, identify, you know, if you want to close parts of your business or product lines or introduce new stuff. But none of that's helpful in like, how do you actually set up a business? How do you get a business off on the right foot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you get a business license? Like, yeah, literally, how do you do I it? I was going to go spend like 300 bucks on some third party party website to do it. And dad's like, you know, you could do it at the IRS for like 30 bucks, yeah. right? <laughs> Pretty cheap. Uh, and, and also like there's little things that hopefully your dad tells you, which is like, keep your receipts for all that stuff. Yep. So if you register your business, that's something you write off. You know, I should you, write off the Jeep because so, I bought it to fit my tent. So if if if, if you're using it to carry stuff to yeah. shows, I you purposely can write off got Jeep. it for that size to carry my yeah, stuff. The, the big trick with vehicles is um, if you use them for personal use, you just have to estimate and be able to provide like, essentially what percentage is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I use this for twenty percent of the time personal use. So all the yeah. expenses that you incur on that vehicle. 80% Including of those. maintenance. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing. Your home, part of your home where you live, where you're paying My rent, whole bedroom. <laughs> yeah, it's devoted to... Now, your bedroom's really tough to write off because you sleep in there. Yep. But if I have you, a storage unit. So, for instance, in, in this house, this room is used for the business. My office is used for the business. That cold storage is used for the business. Even the shed was purchased as a result of the business. And so... Like the whole basement here is all written off. Your dad writes off like half the fucking house. The whole main floor. Cause I use <laughs> because the, you cause use it all for meeting it. space and everything else. So there are things like that that you, I, I'm just saying you're the living super room lucky. Cause that's where I hold all my meetings. Yeah. All my interviews. You're super lucky to have 
a dad that knows a lot of that stuff and can help you out because a lot of people don't have that. Um, and, and he helped you do that. But like our tax guy went over it with Chris, like what kind of corporation or, uh, S corp or, yeah, he also told me that I shouldn't open a business just to open a business. Um, that like if I open a business and it's losing money every year, that's just me losing money every year, uh, which is not incorrect. Um, it's <laughs> something I hadn't really thought about because a lot of people are like, hey, you just got to open your own business. It's a, and it is the but tax you gotta code. you got to actually be making money on it. Well, you don't have to. I mean, you can take losses. Like I'm going to take a loss for last year on my personal business because I'm keeping it going, but I'm not really doing a lot and I'll probably take some loss on it. And I'm okay with that because taking a loss is fine. It means I don't really have to pay taxes on it. I'm not going to give up my business because I still make money today on it. It's it's just not my full-time gig anymore. Um, but anyway, that's enough tax crap. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. You know, I know you and a friend decided to start the business and create the business license, but why did you want to start a business? What was it about, you know, this that said, hey, I want to actually create a business here. I wanted to, to do something like this. Yeah, so I've been doing commissioned art projects since I was probably like 13 or 14. I started doing it for like virtual money on different computer games. I would do art for people in exchange for money on games. Um, so I've always just been doing, creating something for people to make money on the side of my jobs and my work and school. Um, and I've really, I've been into crystals and that kind of thing since I was about 16. I had a co-worker at my first job who got me into it um and you know i just had this huge collection and i would give them a, give stuff away as gifts or as little like favors for different events and little parties that i'd hold and people seemed to really like them um and then i met up with that friend we were we were friends in like elementary we hadn't talked in a really long time um, she kind of introduced me to spell jars. I didn't really know what that was or how I to do them. I still don't know what that is. Yeah. So basically you're just, it's kind of like your whole potion thing. You're mixing a bunch of different things together to get a certain outcome. So you mix a bunch of different herbs and crystals into a jar. Um, and the herbs all symbolize a different thing. And it's just a way to focus on a goal that you have with a tangible object that you can have to remind you of that goal afterwards is how I view it. Um, I don't really see it so much as it's going to make this crazy thing happen, but you're just taking all that energy to think about it, plan your goal, work on it, and you're just kind of mentally preparing yourself better do to have, reach that goal. Do you have to put, like, Eye of Newt? <laughs> no, I don't have that. What about Rat Tongue? No. What What's the weirdest ingredient that you have to put in a spell jar? Um, I know you can put hair in them. Maybe snake bones. Yeah, but the, I don't actually do spell with them. I just make jewelry with them because people like it with the snake bones and the snake skin and stuff. The weirdest thing. I mean, probably stuff like moon water and ashes and what? you'll write sigils on leaves and stuff. What's moon water? It's water you just put out in a full moon. And people buy There's it. a full moon tonight. Are you putting so it's, water out? It's like, no. It's holy water for witches. It's basically holy water, yeah. It's like holy water for witches. Oh, that's good to know. Does it kill vampires? It Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Does it ward off the undead? I don't know. It probably calls great, on, it, if anything, it's a moon. It's just kind of like a, it's kind of like using a carrier oil when you're doing essential oil, like a massage or something, because you don't want to just burn yourself with it. You use it as like a carrier for stuff. You can 
put it in like teas or in a bath, that kind of thing. It's just believed to be like protected, just very much like holy water. Can I order like a gallon of moon water from you? You don't need to. It's going to be a full moon tonight. It's going to be a full moon tonight. We just fill up a jug and stick it outside in the moonlight. She just told you how to make moon water. It's the easiest thing. We're not going to have moonlight available tonight. It doesn't matter. I don't either. I make it's dad going, make mine. It's going to snow. <laughs> dad all makes night. mine for me. You would be able to if we stuck it out one of the girls' windows on the back back porch. You, it, I love how you're arguing over it. how to make moon water because it's dumb. <laughs> he's he's like trying to figure out how to do moon water. It's, I want to take a. She bath literally moon told water. you. You do just it. put water outside. You just put in water the moon. outside, and then you just bring and it in the morning. Okay. And legit, it's a full moon tonight. I just want to make sure I'm doing it right. Yeah, so. it's pretty easy. I think it was ninety eight percent of full this morning, and so tomorrow uh, tomorrow morning it's supposed to be full. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I should explain how crystals and herbs and all that stuff works because you guys have no idea what I'm even talking Do about, you- which is totally okay. And I know that people come off as sounding very crazy and really like off and stupid and weird. And I totally get it because I think some of those people I- come across that Look, way. Look, I don't, I don't think those people come across as sounding any more crazy and weird than any other religion. Just true. Um, the, it's, you believe what you believe. Whether I believe it or not is not your deal, um, but I am the most skeptical person on the planet when Mood. it comes to that kind of bullshit. No, I get that. I like, don't even practice religiously. These guys love when we have like like people that are psychics and 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 force sensitive on the show. Um, not real force sensitive because I'd be cool with that, but like you know what I mean. Like when they feel like they're empaths or clairvoyants, like these guys really enjoy talking to them. And if you ever listen to those episodes, I'm like, mm, just <laughs> let them go. So, but uh, yeah, talk talk about. I don't know that we've ever had anyone on that's really explained why people think crystals are so beneficial. Yeah. So I've. I really try to take a more scientific approach to all of this stuff because you can go anywhere into anyone and get the the kooky sounding version. You know, it's just magic. It's like, okay, but that doesn't help me understand it. Um, And I've done a lot of researching and I've read a lot of books to try to come up with an explanation for it because most of them don't make sense. And for me, just reading that something some way just because it it doesn't do it for me. Um, so, you know, in science where you learned about vibrations and you had like a tuning fork that you had to bang on the table. Yeah. And you're like, look, it vibrates. And when you hit it on different things, it makes a different sound. Or when you touch it, it makes a different sound or it stops altogether. So with that in mind, we also learned that everything's moving because we've got like all the atoms and all the molecules, all the molecules, all that fun stuff. Everything's constantly moving. When we talk, that's that's like a wave. That's a sound wave. We see through light waves, okay? So everything's emitting these waves or these vibrations. Um, and now I want you to kind of picture you're going into a room and there's a person in there who is like the bitchiest Karen you could possibly be around. <laughs> and she is ornery and she's cranky and she just wants to speak to the manager. And... You're just not going to be in a really excited mood being around her. You're probably going to start feeling cranky and ornery or even just annoyed with her. You can kind of think of that as her tuning fork is interfering with your tuning fork. So her attitude is making you feel not yourself. So it's it's rubbing off onto you. And likewise, if you go into a room and someone's like super excited or they're like the funniest comedian in the whole world, you're going to be feeling 
fun and excited and energetic. They're they're rubbing off on you again, kind of like those tuning forks are interacting. So, like we said, every object also does this has moves and has vibrations. So a table or a rock or a piece of grass. Um, someone somewhere at some point figured out when I'm around this specific thing, it makes me feel this way. So that's kind of how we figured out that crystals or rocks maybe help with different things. We just sit there and see how they interfere with our tuning fork and how they make us feel when we're around them. Um, and likewise, you can, you can adjust their tuning forks, which is why people say you'll have to like cleanse or like recharge crystals. You just got to reset everything. So everything's back to the way it should be normally. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So do you sell natural healing oils as well? Um, I make a couple of oils. I make like a, a money oil and an Aphrodite attraction oil. Um, the attract- I think a, I have your money oil. I believe that's called a love potion is what you Yeah, but uh, I call described. it Aphrodite attraction oil. It has like love a pheromone enhancer in it. So it's like a little perfume that you'd wear. Are you going to be encroaching on the patents of any of the MLMs in Utah County? <laughs> no. Because that might be an issue for I've your business. Had, I've legit had someone say, we can't have you do vending because you have one oil and we have someone who does doTERRA. So that would be causing interference. I'm like, so I just don't put the one oil on my table. Yeah, It's like three bucks. It's not even a, like. <laughs> that's an issue. It was uh, Jimmy's wife. Jimmy, the event planner, his wife does doTERRA. Oh. <laughs> Those yeah. guys are. There's something else. All of them. All of them. It doesn't even matter which one it is, and I don't even know what half of them sell. Like, I I get so into that MLM stuff, and it's like, well, here's we sold millions of dollars worth of pamphlets and six dollars in oil this year. Like that. I'm not even kidding. Like that's how some of that shit lines up. I don't understand the whole. I joined one MLM for a brief time, only to give the girls in my sorority a discount on the products they wanted, was and then a, I quit. Uh, was it was it, it was Mary Kay. Well, I was gonna say, was it a slumber parties thing? No, it was Mary Kay. <laughs> they all just wanted mascara for a discount, so yeah. I just did it, gave them the half off mascara, and then quit. You know, that's so that's the thing. Like we talk shit about MLMs, but there are a handful of MLMs that are incredibly well known and very successful. So Avon. Avon, not so much anymore. Avon's very much an old lady. Avon's kind of a dying thing. Yeah. But Mary Kay, uh, Mary Kay is a, is a huge it's one. It's still definitely it's, a pyramid scheme and you'll get walked all over, but the products themselves are fine. Yeah. They, they sell actual products that people like need. Like I wear it. I'll wear their eyeliner. Tupperware is another it, it MLM. It still exists, but it was probably one of the original. Now like, it's the yeah. knife sets, like the kitchen knives. Yeah. Those have been around for a while. <laughs> yeah. But those aren't as, those aren't as big of an MLM, but like Tupperware was, was uh, all direct marketing. Sent- C, um, doTERRA, Pemberg and, yeah, and yeah. Color Street, it's little nail stickers. Those are everywhere <laughs> right now. Yeah, so MLMs are big, and some of them have been around, but everyone thinks of like Ameri- Ameritrack, Ameri- uh, not Ameritrack, Ameritrade? No. No, you're thinking Am. Amtrade, Am. No, Am. <sighs> Amway. Amway. Amway, that's it. American Way. Amway. Yeah. Amway was the really big shit I one. had a friend whose parents did that when I was in school. I had some friends, like, like just after college, who were really into it and wanted me to get into it. I'm like, no. Of course they did, because if you're in their downstream, they make some big bucks, dude. But I don't think Amway's even around anymore, is it? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's around. I just don't know if it's the same thing. But anyway, I'm just saying, be careful with the oils because you might <laughs> be up against like those crazy right? Utah County people. It's yeah. 
But they push it like it's right. I have to. T- I have to be like, this is a curio. This is for fun. Those guys are. Nuts. I, I have a legal statement on all of my things. It's like good. everything's sold as it is. They're for entertainment. So yeah. You, so please don't use these instead of medicine. Please go to your doctor if you have yeah. a problem. Please go see a psychologist. Don't rely on a crystal to fix your trauma. That kind of thing. So how did you decide what all you're going to sell? Uh, and then how do you decide what additional things you want to sell moving forward? Yeah, so I basically just went, if I could walk into a metaphysical shop, what would I want there to be? So everything that I sell is stuff that I would buy and at the price that I would buy and things that I would be interested in, which is why you see a lot of like the spell jars are for my personal problems. <laughs> uh, so there's stuff for like ADHD and insomnia, all that kind of stuff. Um so my the first thing that I for sure wanted to do was my little spell jars because that was my way of creating an art that I could sell for someone. People could make custom ones. They could order them however they wanted. I can put glitter in them. Or if I want to, I can just make them decorative, like home pieces. I do plenty like that. I just have like fairy garden jars. I just put a little foam mushroom in and those sell out all the time, more so than the other ones even. Um, and then I'm also selling a lot of crystals. So... The hard part with my, it's not hard, but it's frustrating to a lot of people who don't understand is all of my crystals are ethically sourced. So I don't just hop onto any random website and just buy the cheapest crystals I can find. Um, I'm working very closely with all of the owners of these companies to see where they got them from, if they're fair trade, if anyone's being screwed over or hurt or not paid, no child labor, all that stuff. Um, I work with Utahns whenever I can. I prefer to work with Utahns who've gone and traveled and dug up these things. Um, like, uh, Brandon, who we had on the, the geode dude, he mm-hmm. supplies the geodes for my shop, um, versus me just buying them from some random wholesaler online, you know? Um, so I'm also not going to carry some types of crystals because there's not really a way to get them. So they're like, blood, they're like blood diamonds? Yeah. Yeah, there are some where they only come in very from very impoverished countries where maybe like one mining company owns the whole claim and the only way to get it is through them and they're shady, you know? Um, so we've also, Dad and I have also gone and collected some of our own as well. So we went to like the Wonderstone Quarry. Um, and then dad got me a rock tumbler. So I collected all the rocks and then I tumbled all of them. So now I have like my own tumbles or we'll go to, um, glitter mountain down in Arizona and I'll pick up little selenite and gypsum pieces that I can put in the jars or sell when I put them on like my animal skulls and stuff. And what about the skulls? Yeah. So, um, people just like skulls and oddities I've found. So I just order different skulls or I'll find them around at different shops. Um, Right now I'm working on a, a raccoon, a fox. I have someone who pre-ordered a boar for when we go into Texas. Hopefully you get one. Right? I have a, a couple. Scroll. I hope you sold that for a it lot. It was 500 just painted, nothing put on it. Yeah, I think you probably should. It was a baby boar. Okay. <laughs> I think and he's you, paying for shipping. I he's think, in Vegas. He's some random guy in Vegas. I, I think you should try and get a big boar skull, and I think you should try and sell, sell it for, for more. No, nah, he's going to get the one. smallest one that I have, and he just wants it painted. He doesn't want anything else done to it. Normally, I'll like put crystals yeah, and resin thousand, and stuff on it. Especially him. if we hunt it ourselves. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and that's 
I, that's something I think your dad will help you with. Like, his. yeah, I have Chungus's skull so that how, I'm working on right now too. <laughs> that's a that's actually a really good question. I think is how do you determine because it's not <sighs> metaphysical shops exist, and in Utah there are metaphysical shops in a sense. Um, you know, we, we, we've thought like Crohn's Hollow, for example, mm-hmm. is one. Um, I just know that because I drive by it a fuck ton now because of where the dog trainer is. Yeah. I drive by it every time I leave that Yeah, that's place. where one of my tarot readers goes once a week to um, do because readings. Because I usually, like, I'm getting her around rush hour and it has me go down to 39th and it's on the corner of 39th just and right off the freeway. Main. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm, I drive, I literally drive by it like at least once a week. Um, but, so they exist, but how do you determine pricing for your stuff? Because it's not like, you know, the the crystals, if you will, come in all sorts of sizes mm-hmm. and in all sorts of rarities. And so how do you determine how you're going to price that stuff? Yeah, so I for sure want to sell them for more than what I bought them for. That's a given. Um, but I've been to probably pretty dang close to all of the uh, shops in the valley um, I've been to quite a few, like up in Logan and down in St. George, um, just to kind of get a feel for what the price point is for everything. And I basically put my stuff just a step below the other lowest ones. Cause I, for one, I want people to come to me because it's the cheapest, but I also want them to be coming to an ethically sourced dealer. And I don't think it should be super expensive to buy something like that. Cause there are a couple of, shops who their thing is being ethically sourced but you're paying 20 bucks for a tiny little tumble that i'm selling for a dollar and they're the exact same and probably from the same wholesalers the same ethically sourced wholesalers and they're it's just quite a price point difference when things are ethically sourced which i don't really feels right well i think one thing you have to keep in mind too is if they have an actual physical shop their overhead is considerably higher Oh, definitely, for yeah. sure. And I step um, in. I step in from time to time with and you're with like, things nah, and you say, go up. say, yeah, if you're if you're selling them that fast, you're not selling for enough. You need to increase it. At the moment, I'm okay with my prices that I'm at. I my online shops, I do have them um, higher prices because of fees and all that stuff. So usually they're about a dollar more. Um, I have some bigger like statement pieces that'll be anywhere from like fifty to a hundred dollars each that'll sell on occasion. Um, so uh, what else do you sell in the shop? Yeah, so I do want to specify one thing that I will not ever sell is white sage or Palo Santo, um, as those are one endangered plant species, um, and two they're regarded as very sacred to indigenous people of the United States, and I don't feel it's my place or my right to be selling those. Or buying them wholesale, especially since we weren't supposed to have access to them anyways. Everywhere it was growing was in a private reservation and someone somewhere stole it and was, and you know, it's been cultivated all over. Um, even though I have had, um, Native Americans working for my shop as, uh, healers or as readers and they've told me they don't care or that I'm okay to sell it. I, I still don't want to because not everyone knows that. And I feel like we should be doing alternatives that aren't uh, culturally appropriating someone who's still not being treated fairly. Um, so I have alternatives to all of the things that people are like, oh, do you have white sage? No, I have cedar you can burn instead. It does the same thing. 
I got sage from your dad's garden right here. <laughs> yeah, common sage. I'll sell garden. It's called kitchen sage yeah. or common sage. Yeah, I put that stuff all the time. It smells super good. Um, it smells good when you burn it too. Right. Um, doesn't smell good when you just leave it in a bag down here. <laughs> yeah, you should open up the bag, put it in a bowl. It. We don't have any ghosts in this house, so that's fine. Maybe <laughs> the ghost of the mouse that I killed, but that's it. Yeah, most of my stuff you can get from your pantry um, or from the grocery store. I don't really sell herbs because I don't... I think you should just be going to the grocery store or a natural food store to get those things because the markup on metaphysical shops for the same herbs you can get at the dollar store is ridiculous. Um, what about the stuff you are selling? Yeah, so I have um, a line of salves and balms and soaps at the moment. We have some snake skin and snake, like rattlesnake vertebrae um, necklaces that I worked with West Desert Trading Company. They're out in Tooele. They um, electroplated them with copper. So oh, nice. those are really cool, yeah. Um, we have stuff like bitch be gone powder is what I call it. Uh, it's just kind of like a fun thing you'll sprinkle around the outside of your house just to ward off things. Um, I have like spell jar making kits so you can learn how to do it on your own time. Have you ever sold bitch be gone at a show and someone just like throws it at you? <laughs> they almost all say they want to take it to work and throw it at one of their coworkers. <laughs> That's pretty funny though. No, every Good single stuff. person, they're always like, oh, can I throw this at my mother-in-law or can I throw this at my boss? So funny. So they um, got a bitch in their life they're trying to get rid right, of. Right, obviously. And we have little like cat and dog protection kits that come with like a toy for your pet. Um, we sell tarot and oracle sometimes, um, geodes. We have a few books, just a little mix of stuff. We don't have a ton of things just since it is a little pop-up shop. It all has to fit in my car. Um, are you a witch? T- technically, yeah. I don't, I don't like the word because of the stigma, but yes, I don't practice it religiously and I don't like worship any deities, although I, I don't think that they don't exist like i think they do exist but i don't worship any one of them do you cast spells on people i don't no no there's this thing called karma so witches believe in karma oh absolutely absolutely i I don't know the whole i really truly don't know the wiccan witch thing and i'm yeah i'm making light of it technically technically the rule is you can't do anything to harm someone that is technically the rule. I mean, there's there's so many different types of witches out there. There's no Crones Hollow around Halloween time does their witch witches witch. That's fun. Where they teach what all the different types, all the different types of witches, witches are. Red and it's mages called the witch and black witches mages witch. and <laughs> warlocks. And... Yeah, because there's like a kitchen witch, which I guess would be a little more what I am, where it's just household herbs and plants and that kind of thing. There's um, like those who are more into astrology or there's like voodoo. That's a type of witchcraft and that's like a closed practice. There's Italian yeah, I witchcraft. There's I don't fuck all with kinds those people of stuff. down in, in New Orleans, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't. I've I, seen Princess and the Frog. I'm not messing with that. I don't. What? That's where you get your voodoo from? The Shadow Man. Yeah. No. <laughs> but no, there's there's a different form of witchcraft in probably every country and every nationality. You just have to look it up and see what things they do. Gypsies uh, in a lot of yeah, countries. Yeah, which is just a, a general term. It's like saying doctor. It's like, okay, but are you a dentist? Are you a pediatrician? Oh, are okay. you a I'm surgeon? Like, did you really just compare witches to doctors? No, 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 no. no. There's just like, lots and like lots and lots of a... kinds of doctors. It yeah, could okay. be very different things, you know? That's true. Um, you know what they call a doctor who gets a D in, in college? What? Doctor. Uh, 
I don't like that. <laughs> Same with, do you know what they call the doctor who graduates last in his class? Doctor. Doctor. Because <laughs> he's still graduated. Uh, you know what they call uh, a family practice doctor? <laughs> last in his class. Some doctors that got D's in their med school. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one. <laughs> Don't specialize in anything. Sorry. Just uh, kind of have a broad knowledge. Well, I mean, so I've talked to a lot of, I work with doctors. I've worked with doctors for 20 years. Um, and I always wondered, and finally I started asking, and they said, you know, it's like nothing against primary care physicians and internal medicine physicians, but the, gotta have them, the people but... that perform, you know, the worst in med school, like if you get D's in med school, you don't become a doctor. You don't graduate with D's. That's not how it works. You have to but, get at least a C. But yeah, if you're, if you're just average, if you're just picking up C's in, in med school, um, you're still going to graduate. You're still going to get a doctor's degree. You know, you're still going to be able to probably get uh, a certification. Um, but typically those people that struggle in med school, don't go on to do all the fellowships. The brain surgery. Well, because the thing is, like, when you want to become, say, an orthopedic surgeon, you have to do not only, like, a residency, but then you also have to do a fellowship. You have to go to a place that trains doctors in real situations and work not just in the ER, right, but you have to go work in a surgical office and do that stuff. And so, typically speaking, um, the ones that are average don't do that, and they become primary care physicians. Yep. But yeah, to answer your question, yes, I'm technically a witch. Um, I would be what you would call an eclectic agnostic witch. Just means I don't worship a deity. I'm not part of an actual, like, religion. I'm not, like, Wiccan or pagan or anything like that. And I make up my own rules. Has anyone tied a rock to your feet and mm-hmm. thrown you in a lake? Not yet. <laughs> if she floats, she's if a witch. She floats, she's a witch. <laughs> what else floats? Rocks, small pebbles. <laughs> Ducks. God, I love Monty Python. (laughs) Man, they were so good. They're just, it's just, whatever. Uh, Okay, so uh, have you made, well, so this is, I'm just trying to figure out the way to ask the question. Like, have you made friends and connections since you've opened up the shop and started doing all of these shows? Yeah, I definitely have. I have, um, Quite a few, I guess, regulars who attend all of my spell jar classes when I host them. Um, I have a lot of little small businesses who I'm collaborating with. Um, Alexi from the... Uh, Twilla Arts. No, the Hammered Copper. You'll, oh, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll see her episode. Week. You'll see her episode later. Uh, we're going to be doing a collaboration. We're going to do cocktails and like full moon stuff. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so it's definitely brought me to a lot of people and well, then a the lot of people dude. who are just that's how yeah you met the dogway, that's how dude. i met the dogway dude was bright and was like hey my girlfriend likes rocks can you pick some out um and i actually met his mom his mom came and shopped at one of my <laughs> booths it was so funny he was like oh these look like rocks that my son digs up <laughs> um but yeah i've definitely made a lot of friends and a lot of connections and i'm very grateful for that Excellent. Well, how do people find your stuff and find you to do classes with and yeah, so probably the easiest way to reach me is going to be on Instagram. It's the.pleiadian.alter. If you just type in the.ple.i, that should be <laughs> enough to bring it up. There's not a lot of things with that spelling. I just tell people the first couple of letters and it always brings it right up. It's got a purple logo on it with crystals. Um, otherwise, there's the pleiadianalter.com. That'll link you to our events page where we have all of our markets. We will be at the Ogden Bazaar this Sunday. Um and that all that info is going to be on our website. 
And we have like an Etsy shop, which you can all get from there too. Well, thanks, Julia. Thank you. You can leave now. We'll finish the show. With <laughs> okay. Should we do our Should we do our Rebel card? Oh yeah, the good tarot deck. The good tarot deck. I Actually, gotta I order think more that other one's probably going to be good too. That one I got you for Christmas. Yeah. We'll do one of each. I think. Well, I didn't say we needed to do that. Pur- <laughs> pull a purple one, Jeremy. The purple ones Pur- are the best ones. Purple. I don't really know. Read the circle first. That projection, that person, that idea it is says that waiting. Project. That oh, project. that project, that person, that idea is waiting. He was even wearing glasses when he tried to read Now, this that. is an older pair. I need to update it. Get after that shit. The world has your back. Yeah, See, yeah. That's a good one for today. Yeah, isn't it is a good yeah. one. I got a All list right, of websites for you, by the way. Perfect. I've been looking them up as we've been talking and writing <laughs> them down. <laughs> no, I've been meaning to hit you up on working on my website and stuff since you keep talking about it. All right, let's do this one. Not giving a fuck is better than revenge. Revenge sucks. Just watch a superhero movie and look at the villains. Those guys suck. Revenge is whack and petty gives you wrinkles. You know what's hot? Being the bigger person and letting shit go. Hair flip that shit, honey, and move the fuck on. I can't. I cannot (laughs) hair flip anything. There are some things. Beard flip. (laughs) There are some things that you can move on from and some things I think you should confront. But revenge is not. But revenge revenge. is not the thing. Not the way to go. Yeah. That's a good. I like that. That's a good one. Um, that's it. We're gonna we're gonna call it quits <laughs> for the day. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please share it. Um, if you have comments, um, please share those as well. We love to hear them. Um, you can find us out on social media at TNU Podcast and uh, at thenewutah.com or hotdog-water.com. Another yep, clever, hot another clever website that we own. Um, and um. Yeah, hopefully you have a uh, a good uh, rest of your month. Next week, we have a really fun uh, Utah adventure for everyone. And so we'll hopefully you guys will uh, will enjoy that. And uh, that's it. 